All right, welcome back to another episode of Generally Assembled, your favorite and the leading Pennsylvania House Republican podcast. Uh, I am Jason Gottesman, joined by Neil Lesher and Representative Topper, and we have uh, Representative Joe Kerwin uh, on with us today. Hello, Welcome, Joe. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me today. Well, we'll have you any day. Um, but you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, this is, as you can see, and, and you'll appreciate as part of this podcast, it's not a high bar necessarily to be on it, but uh, we like to think in our own minds that it's, it's, uh, it's entertaining. Well, look, we have, we, ha- we have a lot of fun, uh, but the qualif- as you can tell by the, by the stable of talent here, the qualifications <laughs> to get on are literally zero. <laughs> right. Um, so, look, we're here uh, recording this on, on Wednesday the day after the, the tragic school shooting in, in Texas. And I know for, for, for anybody who's lost a loved one, especially uh, a child, you know, you know that grief is, is an emotion that brings no consolation. There's literally nothing anybody can do to make you feel better or make it feel like it's uh, ever going to end. But uh, certainly our hearts uh, and um, thoughts and whatever meaningless thing that we can offer from Pennsylvania here goes out to the families and the survivors uh, and all those that have to deal with that situation. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a time when we all call upon <clears throat> every bit of faith that we have or any idea of good or justice that we, we call upon to try and get ourselves through a moment nationally. There's always a lot of noise that surrounds that, but I think at the core, and I, look, I, I thought Leader Benninghoff said it very well on the floor today. It, it really starts with when we talk about the escalating violence, when we talk about these senseless tragedies of at any situation in any part of the country, what he said today is, is let's start treating each other better. Let's look in the mirror at how each of us can handle our own personal choices each and every day. I thought that was a very powerful reminder to all of us that, that before we even get into discussions about policy, let's first look at what we can do as human beings to be better with one another to be more caring more empathetic and i think that's a great start for all of us before we even get into discussions on policy there's always a time for that and and i understand sometimes the the emotion driving driving that conversation but i really thought what what leader benninghoff said this morning was poignant it certainly meant a lot to me and i think that we can all look to to be better uh with each other and and start look in the mirror and start with each one of us um being just a little more kind, uh, looking for ways to serve others, looking for ways to serve our communities. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously it's every parent's worst fear is to lose their child, uh, especially at school where they're supposed to be safe and, and, and learning in a safe environment. And I think, you know, there's a, a natural reaction when, when tragedies like this occur. People start looking for solutions. And I think that there's going to be some conversations here. We know we're starting uh, the budget process uh, coming up into June. You know, and I think actually Pennsylvania is somewhat of a national leader on this front. You know, we created the school safety and security grant program several years ago and have driven out over, you know, nearly $200 million uh, to school districts for security upgrades. Uh, that includes um, school resource officers uh, and also like physical plant upgrades. Uh, we also created the Safe to Say program, which is a hotline that's run by the Attorney General's office for students who uh, maybe hear something at school that concerns them and they want to be able to report that anonymously somewhere safe uh, where, where they feel comfortable being able to report that stuff and I, and I think that's really important I, and I know uh, other states have since adopted you know similar measures uh, but as we go into June and we start talking about the budget and we have you know still have some one-time federal funds I have a feeling that school safety and security is probably going to be kind of towards the top of that list again 
Sure. And I think it's always uh, security, safety, anything we can do to improve our citizens feeling safe wherever they are, whether it be from the streets uh, to, to grocery stores to schools. Um, we understand that there's evil in the world and anything we can do to lessen that chance we will do, but also understand that there is evil in the world and, and evil things happen and, um, and we have to make sure those who commit crimes are held responsible. Well, you know, Neil was talking about the budget, uh, and that's quickly approaching here what we're going to be uh, be doing. And, you know, man, it seems like there is just a call more and more every day from uh, Democrats and the, the Wolf administration just to spend, 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 spend. Um, but, you know, there was this report uh, that just came out, which I kind of find very interesting from the, was it the Volcker Alliance? I forget their exact yeah. their exact name, yeah. but whatever. But basically how we're, we're supposed to use the federal funding for, like, these one-time gimmicks uh, that the Wolf administration has been so fond of over the last seven years, instead of, uh, you know, basically being smart and prudent with it and making sure we can stretch those resources out as far as humanly possible so that the economic uncertainty that we're continuing to face uh, doesn't come back to taxpayers uh, in terms of tax increases or cut programs. And look, it already it already is. It is coming back to taxpayers because we, we can see the price of everything, right? We can see the price of fuel. We can see that the supply chain issues, all the things we talked about. This is this is a result of that bubble, that inflationary bubble that we're facing. And the, the worst thing we can do is think that this money is sustainable. So we've talked about redirecting, making sure it's it's one time. Uh, we, we spend it as one-time money, and then we also save enough for the future and and also looking for ways to give back to our taxpayers, make sure that we always understand in government it's not our money. You know, we as I as I've said many times before, we didn't we didn't come up with. I talked to elementary school students, Joe. I know you. When we have these school tours here in the building, I like to say, "Do you you know where the government gets their money? It's it's not a bake sale, right out front. Where do we get the?" And they all say, "Taxes, taxes." Like they're they're understanding that is how it is not our money. We're stewards of it, and I think uh, you know we're finding that we have to be good stewards, right, as we plan for the future. Yeah, I agree, Jesse. And where we are with inflation and everything going on in the economy here in Pennsylvania as well as the United States, you know, it's because we are spending at an unsustainable rate. It's driving inflation through the roof. I mean, it's one of the issues that people talk to me every day about, and it's it's really one of those kitchen table issues, especially gas prices. I hear it every day, and and I also hear like you guys have to be responsible with how you spend in Harrisburg because they're not doing that in Washington D.C. Right, and we don't get to print money here, do we, Neil? Uh, no, we don't. I mean, I've tried to, but it doesn't pass muster. <laughs> <laughs> no. First of all, there is no such thing as a $5 million bill, Neil. So yeah. let's, yeah. let's, well, let's understand I have, I have $100 in Miskin bucks uh, in my, <laughs> yeah, you do. my office. <laughs> Which is as worthless as the $5 million uh, Neil Lesher bill, right? Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think, Representative Kerwin, you're exactly right, which is the fact that, you know, right now we have a very distinct fiscal choice to make, which is... Are we going to learn the lessons from the past in which we had a large influx of federal money and we just blew it all in one year? Are we going to look at the recent past and see what caused the inflation crisis and really the, the outlook, which is, which is a, a, a stagnation that's going to be facing us uh, here in the next coming, you know, next several fiscal years, and double down on those policies? Or are we going to finally make a smart decision around here and use this money to really provide a sustainable future 
for the Commonwealth's financing because I, I always tell the media there is no such thing as a one-time expenditure. It just doesn't exist. You start giving something to people, you just can't take it away. And the costs that are built into the budget then become the baseline for the next year's budget. So what you're either doing, if you're going to reduce, you get accused of cuts, or you then have to start spending on top of the prior year's amount to keep those programs going and grow the budget in relation to, guess what, inflation, increases in the cost of living. There is no such thing as a one-time expenditure. There is no such thing as a one-time giveaway. That just doesn't exist. Just all. like there's no such thing as a temporary tax, right? Right. right. We know that it's not temporary. Or well, a free it, lunch. It's it's funny that you you were talking you tell, tell that story about the school students because, you know, taxes to them are something that mom and dad pay. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, they're the ones who pay for the the fiscal and financial decisions that are made in this building and in Washington D.C. because they have such a deep impact in future years. Um, this, you know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily talking about education spending. What I'm talking about is doing what we're doing now. I mean, we saw how many generations, it's not been that many generations since there has been this huge expansion of the federal government. And people say, well, I'm not going to pay for it. My right. grandkids are going to pay for it. Well, guess what? Our parents were like, well, I'm not going to pay for this. The bill yeah, has come The it. bill has come due, right. folks. Yeah. The and bill we, has come due, and it's coming due in unsustainable amounts, and we have to get our it's, – it's, yes, it's about saving money. Yes, it's about cutting taxes and all those things that we like to talk about, but it's also about government reform. It's also about reforming the Department of Human Services. It's also about reforming uh, the way our tax structure is in Pennsylvania so we can keep businesses here and we can grow jobs here – the reform element of this cannot be missed because it's it, it can't just be revenue and, and expenditure. It also has to be the nature of our programs, what works, what doesn't, and, and the core function of why we're here. And history is a good guide here, right? I mean, if you think back to the end of the Rendell administration, you know, in the wake of the 2008 recession, Ed Rendell, you know, there was a federal stimulus package that was passed. Federal money came into Pennsylvania. And what did Ed Rendell do with it? One, he depleted the rainy day fund, took it down to zero. He spent all of the stimulus money that he could before he left office and put it into recurring expenses. And what happened when Governor Corbett came in in his first term, he was facing a $4 billion budget deficit with no savings because there was no rainy day fund left. There was no federal money left. And so what did he do? He had to cut programs. It's almost like you were here during that. Yeah, I have PTSD from a number of uh, deployments. part of that administration? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, and that's the thing is, like, so it's been since that time period that we really haven't had a rainy day fund here in Pennsylvania because mm-hmm. we've been clawing our way out of the Rendell disaster. And now we have a rainy day fund. It's almost $3 billion. And you would think that it's like a dirty word to the Democrats because they're like, well, there's all this money sitting around. We got to spend that, right? Like, we can't just have savings. But, you know, I calculated this for, for Jason the other day. I mean, the current amount of money that we have in our rainy day fund still is only enough to get the Commonwealth through 25 days of expenditures. That's right. That's including weekends. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> not just weekends and evenings free. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so that's not that much money. You know, if we have a serious no, downturn. We shouldn't, which, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't just stockpile money because we need, we need a certain amount of savings, but then we also need to start getting back to the taxpayers, right? We need to start giving, giving some of that money right. back to the people who and gave it to us. And we tax that's reform right. here in, that's right. in the House. We, we did yep. business tax reform. We did small business tax reform. Uh, you know, Jesse, you had the bill to uh, undo the, the sales tax yep, the estimated, uh, prepayments. Uh, sales tax. Yep. So, you know, th- those are, you know, we're kind of attacking. I mean, Joe, how did it feel to vote for tax cuts? It felt great. Yeah. You know, it's something I could take back to the district. Everybody's always yelling about, you know, taxes and you better not vote for a tax increase. Yeah, we should do that every week. And as a freshman, it's like, hey, like, you know, we're, we're lowering taxes. We I are delivered. working 
for you and taking what you want and making it happen in Harrisburg. And lowering taxes on businesses is lowering it for people because, again, it equates to jobs. We are trying to create yeah. jobs because that is the only way you grow as a state. It's not with government programs. It's with jobs. Well, these, and, and this goes back to two diametrically opposed philosophies about how you grow the economy. Do you take the Democrats slash Wolf approach of gimmicky props to the economy and to um, the to, to individuals, or do you want to build natural, sustainable, long-term growth? Uh, you know, I'm the only one here not looking at my phone. Guys. <laughs> 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 Sorry, we were I was all just, just texting about you. I was, I was watching. I was watching. I was, I was watching. Just I was watching Kerwin. In San Francisco I was watching. I was watching Kerwin. He's like, "Look, you guys." He's like, "I can still pick up my phone too." And I'm like, "Damn it!" I'm trying to get service I'm in here. Carrying no the podcast on my own back here. Just leave it in. Just take off. It's fine. So. Um, but, you know, do you want to provide natural, long-term uh, economic growth for the Commonwealth? Do you want to drive investment? Do you want to bring businesses here so that those businesses can employ Pennsylvanians who can then, you know, the, the folks who graduated from our universities stay here, build their families, grow their families, pay their taxes in their community, which then leads to more growth. And my God, 20 or 30 years later, uh, you know, we're, we're the greatest Commonwealth in the nation. Mm -hmm. Again, we've, we've talked about the demographics in Pennsylvania, and it's it's no different in my district, probably than Joe's district as well. We have become a great state to retire to. Mm -hmm. But that demographic and Billy Adolph, who used to serve with us, uh, said, Jesse, you know, they retire in two states in, in America and one's Florida and one Pennsylvania. And they ain't coming here because of the weather. Right. Like, it's like right we terrible have Billy Adolph. <laughs> well, <laughs> Nobody Jesse, else does I mean, that. I've heard, yeah. I've heard worse. It's worse. It's worse. Um, I, 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 I gotta tell you, that's kind of a tur's eye. I was gonna say, I think yeah. you're morphing. You're morphing into a little. I bit can't of do a Delco accent. No, I and, and neither can I. Apparently, yeah. but I will say what he said still stands, which is, we have a lot of people retiring here, but we need more people working here to help pay. Listen, I love it. I'm glad. I'm glad Pennsylvania. We have you know um, the folks who who want to do so many great things in retirement here but we also have to be able to uh to sustain the the programs that help them and so that that comes with having a larger tax base and we need that for everything whether it comes to education and just look keeping our kids here well i, I have I, I know i know mr Kerwin still is, is before the the um wedding and child phase as as witnessed by watching him at dinner last night. Oh boy! Here we go. Would you like to hear that new so, segment? Dinner with Jesse. New segment. Uh, <laughs> the Topper's Tasty Treats. Uh, we were we were of course one of my favorite Harrisburg. It's a terrible uh, title. One of my favorite. <laughs> you know, it's, no, dead. it's pretty. It's bad. bad. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, like, uh, we'll 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 for next okay. episode. Well, that, that, you guys are communications people. I would expect you to I, go I like, and figure. Give me more time. I like I like dinners with Jesse. Okay, dinners with Jesse. All right. I like that. Just dinners with Jesse. I make all right. Dinners with Jesse. Anyway, we're at the glass. Last lounge last night, one of my, my favorites, invited uh, Joe for dinner. Great steaks. Great steaks, great seafood. Especially if you love right. carrots. Now, now let's but let, <laughs> let's let's go through let's go through now first of all, for those of you who don't know what Joe Kerwin looks like, he looks like he's twenty nine nine years mm -hmm. old. Looks like he stepped out of a GQ catalog. Um, <laughs> the three of us do not. And but here's here's Joe. Here's his appetizer. Mozzarella so, sticks. Oh yeah. I mean look, here's the thing about the glass lounge. Most places you get mozzarella sticks, you're only getting five or six. The glass lounge, they give you seven. Okay. Like, so so Mr. Uh, GQ. He's the man after Dave Donnelly's. Right, right. Mozzarella sticks right out of the gate. 
And now the let's order. See so let's let's see what let's so. see what the entree was. Okay, so, so, so far so good. I got the fried chicken dinner with French fries. I did get a salad that had oh I think probably a gallon of carrots on it. Yeah, All you good. get the clump of carrots. Yeah. The glass and, and for dessert, a chocolate sundae. <laughs> uh, honestly, I looked at it like, are you twelve? Like you got you got cheese sticks, hey. fried chicken, and French fries, and and a a sundae. If it makes you happy, you know. Well, but that's I, pretty I'm much my to, motto right, when it comes I to food. I want to expand his like. Well, look, I think the only sin well, here is going to the Glass Lounge and not getting the $35 Delmonico steak, which is when I go to the Glass Lounge, I want that big hunk of meat <laughs> sitting on my plate, the the grease and the and someone blood. Else, and someone else to pay for yeah. it. <laughs> no, I'll, look, I'll, I'll, I'll pay for it. Look, it's it's. I, I went out I went out last week and got, got a steak at, at, a, at a restaurant in Carlisle. It was good, but it wasn't great. Right. You go to the Glass Lounge and you order that Delmonico steak. You're going to get a great that steak. That nice... Yep. It's got that that veiny fatty mm-hmm. running right. running through it, you know. You're 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 not gonna sleep because of all the red meat <laughs> you're digesting. Well, that, yeah. listen, and and let's not forget to see. I got the crab cakes. The seafood's great. The steaks are great. Like it is, it is. It's great, great food. And uh, Mr. Chicken Fingers, French fries, and. And, uh, I like how you called it yeah. the ch- fried chicken platter, not the chicken well, strips. And here's the thing with the fried <laughs> they were, chicken. They don't have it on the weekend. And so I'm a Dauphin County native, and I go there a lot with my family. And I do usually get the Delmonico and get it medium rare. I don't know how you get yours, Jason. Oh, uh, medium rare. Okay, That's Same good. order. Yep. I'm glad we're on the same page yep. there. We're all agreeing on something. I would probably 135 degrees unless, internal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you guys hear reported that the Pennsylvania Department of Health you shouldn't go swimming if you have diarrhea? <laughs> yeah. We all saw that great notification yeah. from the Pennsylvania 30 Department years, of 30 years later, somebody finally tells me. Yeah. <laughs> These are the same monsters that told us not to eat cookie dough at Christmas time. So take that, so take take that, that for what it's worth. Take that for what it's worth. No, I, uh, Tim O'Neill actually retweeted it. Uh, didn't even add anything. Just just retweeted it. And that was fire. Department of Health's uh, tweet. So no, it was it was a you know a good good evening. But I thought I thought since we have on this podcast discussed. You know, food and, and, and well, great well, places. We, we have to, to ask yeah, him the need... important question. Okay, let's ask. Have him. you ever had an Impossible Whopper? No, I've never had an okay, Impossible. Okay, good. And you're allowed to like, stay that's on the really podcast. American. Come on. There we go. All right. And he is. And Mr. GQ is allowed back on the podcast. He might be a recurring guest. That's right. All right. So Memorial Day weekend is coming up here. You know, Representative Kerwin. In addition to your service here in the State House, you're also in the National Guard. What do you plan to do this weekend to honor those that came before you? So Veterans Day and Memorial Day are like two of the most important holidays to me. Um, so I have a lot of pl- I have a lot of plans this weekend. I have right now three events. It's probably going to become four by the end of the day that I'm going to be speaking at. Um, also going to a couple Memorial Day parades. Um, look, really looking forward to that. You know, and as I get along in my service, I'm over 10 years now in the National Guard. I enlisted when I was 19. You know, I start to start to become real for me Memorial Day I know people that have passed away in service and training accidents as well as victims of suicide so very serious note there but it's also really inspiring to me when I go out to these ceremonies throughout my district because it shows that the people really do care about Memorial Day um, that towns make it a cornerstone of their year where they have the parades they have the speeches they hang up the banners and that gives me a lot of pride as an American as well as a soldier and it, it also makes me feel grateful for the for the state and country that I live in. And not only thank you for your service, Joe, but your understanding of what, what Memorial Day is about. You know, it's not Veterans Day. No. It's not just about saluting veterans. This is about 
this is about remembering those who have given the ultimate sacrifice. But everyone who puts on the uniform, both my brothers did as well, one, one's still in the Army, everyone who puts on the uniform understands that that is where that sacrifice could go. And I think that, that having those of us who are in public service and get a chance to speak at the events, go to the parades, know that that's really what we're, we're celebrating, is that there were those who valued this nation, this constitution, this place that we live and call home. As flawed as we are, and we are flawed, they valued it so much as to offer their own lives. And I think that's, that's truly what this celebration's about. Yeah, and certainly uh, as we wrap things up, we uh, again also thank Representative Kerwin for his service. All those in the the state house who have uh, served their country in the military, and and certainly everybody who has paid the ultimate sacrifice for our freedoms uh, and their families, because you know this is it's not just the person who serves, but everybody serves together. And uh, I think it's important that we we all remember uh, everybody who's involved in that. So. All right. Well, before we conclude, just want to let you know that uh, Friday Obi Wan Kenobi premieres, and you can find uh, all about this. Oh I'll look, I'll give my full review. Goodness. Uh, along with our you'll new segment, because you'll be the, with Jesse. Yeah, you'll have to. Uh, you're PA the only House, one who will watch it. PA I'll, House GOP Plus, our new streaming again. service. Top, <laughs> Top Gun Two is this Friday, I think. Uh, well. There we yeah. go. Absolutely. And Stranger Things Four. Oh, oh I saw that. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right, lots of stuff going on. <laughs> in, in addition to Memorial Day. Yeah. So, and uh, if weekend. that doesn't excite you, check out uh, Fresh Takes with Joe Kerwin. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thanks for the plug. <laughs> Thanks. Well, you know, if you're, look, if you're your on second favorite, if you're driving down to, you know, down the shore or something uh, for your Memorial Day weekend and you're listening to some podcasts and you just wrapped up this one, go check out Fresh I'm Takes. I'm going to throw another one out there. So, I'm, we're going to listen to the Joe Kerwin podcast. Of course, generally assembled everyone's favorite House Republican podcast. I found a new podcast as well as a former, well, current umpire in PIAA, but also a guy who went to umpire school, big baseball fan. Joe West, one of the most recognizable mm-hmm. umpires out there. Joe West has a podcast as well. I've, I've listened to it. It's fantastic. If you want to hear some of the inside stories of baseball, the, the go back and forth between umpires and players, and he's got some great guests on his show. Uh, he didn't pay me to plug it. I just listened and really liked it. So, All right, so uh, generally there, there assembled, then Fresh Takes, then Joe West, then Joe and then West. if you're really desperate, Grove Unleashed. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you can't sleep, that's for, that's for insomnia right there. Well, uh, hey, the Joe West podcast cannot be found. We're all of your favorite Pennsylvania House Republican podcasts are found, which is www.pahousegop.com slash podcast. Also on Google, on Apple, on Spotify, but not on Stitcher. That's right. All right. All right. Well, that's uh, generally assembled for this week. I thought it was a good one, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you. We will uh, we'll see you all here uh, again. All right.